This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again. We are back into Come On Kind, and we are now an award-winning Come On Kind podcast because we picked up the McDonough Memorial Camogie Association Award at the weekend for Come On Kind. We are absolutely delighted, and I am delighted also to be joined in studio, as always here in the KCLR studios, by my co-host, Anya Fahey. Good evening, Anya. Welcome back. Good evening, Martin. It's great to be back. It's been a while. We missed it. We did. We definitely missed it. It was kind of quiet, like, obviously, but now things are starting to get going now over the next couple of weeks with colleges and the National League and, of course, the, the minors and the under-16s and all that. So, yeah, it's a, another hectic couple of months ahead of us, I think, at this stage. Hectic is right. Yeah. And as I said, we won the award for the best digital promotion for the Camogie Association, which is a McDonough Memorial mm-hmm. Award yeah. We're thrilled. We're delighted. Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. And you know what? It's great for KCLR and I think it's great for all the Camogie listeners throughout, you know, the country and that. And, you know, I think we definitely serve purpose and it kind of shows in everything that we do. And I think we're kind of coming up with new incentives um, all the time. And, you know, I think we're really kind of broadcasting and promoting Camogie in a really, really good light. So it's great to get that little bit of a bonus at the end of the year for it. And, you know, it's, it's something, you know, that we're all extremely proud of. And I suppose as you keep on saying like we couldn't have been done without the lads here in Casey Laura, Ken and all the, the lads for kind of you know believing nearly in us and kind of going with a bit of a, a crazy idea in the first place and listening to us natter along here for a few hours a week but yeah absolutely brilliant. Like who turns over a radio studio to two amateurs every week like to try and put out a podcast like I mean it's unheard of. Yeah. It just goes to show the faith though they had in us. You'd wonder, you'd wonder like, are they a bit crazy? Like, are they a bit taps? Like, and, oh, well, you know, we are as well. So why, why they'd let people kind of run amok and in around the place and all this fancy equipment in front of them and they poking at things. But listen, yeah, it's really worked out. It's been really exciting. It's like season four. I don't, like, I think to be fair, I think definitely when I started it, I didn't think it would probably go on this long. I probably, I, really just thought it might be just one season and that would be it but I think like it's growing and growing and like everybody's talking about it everybody's listening to it you know maybe for their own bit of uh, vendetta before a match or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be and like people are kind of like I think they kind of love when we get things wrong because they love to oh, kind of yeah. stick it to us but I think it's all part of the parts it's all a bit of fun and a bit of crack as well and I, I think, think we've actually played in the dressing rooms uh, before matches especially <laughs> at championship time now listen to them they're not even giving you a chance like you know what to do go out yeah. and I can see it happening. I think we're going to have to be very kind this year with our predictions. Um, I think, we're not you know, going to change. No, we're, we're, we're not, not going, going to change. change. Going to be smart about it though. think I'm going to... And what we can't change either is obviously the producer. I mean, she's I know. been We've tried to tr- with change a her. grin since last Saturday. I mean, we're even gone to the stage now where the producer's bag has award-winning producer <laughs> written on the bag. Of course, it is And Lillian she got it done Houlihan. herself, by the way. <laughs> Hello, hello, Lillian. Hello, Mert. How often do you get an award for doing something that you love to talk about Mm. and that you're doing for years? Like, you just don't. Yeah. And it's great to be recognised. And I was just thinking about what you said about the podcast not going on too long on you. Like, we did 45 weeks out of 52 last year. Crazy. 
And it'll probably be more this year, like, because we're even started earlier we're started because earlier, yeah. of the fact that you have the Ashbourne weekend finals this weekend. Yeah. The Minor Leinster Championship is starting on the 12th mm-hmm. and we're straight into the weekend then of the very Division 1 National mm-hmm. League is yeah. starting then the weekend of the 18th and 19th of February as well. So yeah. it's going to be helter-skelter. And it's great because I don't know about you, but I didn't know what to do with me Monday nights. Do you know what? Like, I feel like I've seen you more than I've seen my own family, like, to be honest with you, over the last year. Because, like, it is, like, we do put in an awful lot of effort into it. Oh, yeah. And, like, we do, like, we're there and we're there to promote the game. And I think this is what we kind of always want to keep stress, keep stressing, that we're there to promote Camogie and put it into a really positive light. light. And I think we certainly have done that and we've got some great giggles out of it along the way we've had a, we've had a, couple, a ball a, yeah we've had some great crack and we've like we've had a few little tips along the way when we didn't agree with a couple of things but we've obviously got over that within the hour um, but yeah we've no, it laughed, has been, yeah. we've cried mm-hmm. we've had a row we've sulked we've sulked we made up <laughs> we've never fallen out though lads in fairness and and like no not for not a massive not no, a no. massive no. amount like no. you have to have arguments well, we, we, we have had our stubborn own ways a bit at times speak for yourself yes says the, the one in the corner there anyway delighted to be back it's great to great be back great to be back now can I ask you to produce the same as you always well, do well I was just going to compliment the ladies in Crow Park on the event on Saturday night oh, yes good woman because in fairness to them um, now, the, if I have one complaint, they do need loos that are slightly bigger with a little bit of light around the mirrors for those of us who are trying to change in them and put on, <laughs> slap on a bit of makeup to go out. But Jill and for Bridget. Anyone, before you go now, you better <laughs> elaborate on that a little bit. For anyone that don't know, last year was the first year we were in the awards night ceremony. And we were obviously in Wexford doing commentary on a match and we tore from Wexford within the speed limit up to Crow Park and got changed in the loos in Crow Park and of course our producer this year was at a hen night in Killarney and decided that she was going to hop on a train and get from Killarney up to Dublin where she decided she'd have to change as well in the loo so it's becoming a bit of a habit It's becoming a bit of a habit and I have it down to a fine art I'm better than Superwoman now in fairness to me but Jill and Bridget in particular in Crow Park. We Am can I name right? them all off because they right, started them at the door. Off. So we had Lizzie McGuinness and we had Caroline Houghton uh, at the door at greeting the door. us, to be fair to them. Yes. Lovely greeting. We then got upstairs and we had Tracy McDonald and we had Michelle Ford at the desk taking us all off. And then, of course, Jill and Bridges. Jill is the commercial uh, and communications manager. manager. I hope I got that right. Definitely the communications manager. And Bridges is the operations manager. Now, Bridges is a Tipperary woman, but we won't hold that against her because we love having the bit of banter with her but I have to say the event was spectacular, spectacular. the, the meal was brilliant. spectacular um, the whole night was just brilliant the only thing was missing was yourself I know do apologise <laughs> and Mrs Murphy which was, which was very bad like I know I mean, the, the, high, know. the high kings nearly came first like yeah. I mean you know it's unfortunate that I had to marry a publican and have to work these Saturday nights isn't it it's a shocker yeah it's terrible like I may have a word with him now you may yeah but there, it's all right because fingers crossed we're going again next year. Yeah, hopefully. Well, with the help of God, you never mm-hmm. know. Right, madam, time for you to vacate that premises and <laughs> myself and Anya is going to get down to business while you start feeding me little bits of paper like you have been doing with the last 45 episodes last year, including when I was in next door on Studio One. 
God, the Gremlins and Studio One this week. But anyway, we haven't that many Gremlins here, thank God. Anya Fahey, uh, before we do anything else and talk about Ashburn Weekend, you are a former Loretto student mm-hmm. and they had a very nervy yes. one-point win over the Ursuline and Hurlis in the post-primaries All-Ireland semi-final of the senior colleges at the weekend by one point in Jenkinstown, an injury point by Julie Lennon. Mm-hmm. Julie Lennon, who I suppose like we've seen throughout the whole championship with Young Ireland as well. She really kind of was, the, you know, the fryer, the firecracker that Young Ireland definitely needed. Uh, she was nominated. Um, she was nominated for our on our senior team of the year as well. And you know what? She, I, I suppose, like she stood up and she's kind of a name that we kind of really only started to become familiar with last year. And she really stood up to the fore. And hard to believe that she's still that young. Do you know, like it's crazy when you think about it but yeah Loretto having a, a great victory they've always had a really really strong history of Camogie and Loretto and I must say a lot of that has to go down to Brendan Williams he's been there you know as long as I was there and you know we're talking what to, a long long time ago let's just Don't put it like that rage away now. yeah but um, you know what and he like, whatever it is he seems to build a really really good solid team um, and like you know excellent work from all girls great to see a couple of Tullerone girls on it as well um, you know Keir Dunn was full forward we had Anna Dohany there Rachel Brennan is the captain of the team and I'm sure there's a couple of more others and I'll probably get given out for not um, remembering who they are but yeah really really good victory um, for Loretto excellent to see and now they march on to an All-Ireland final and you know who's you know this early stage of the year isn't it great to be playing in an All-Ireland final and playing St. Pat's of Mahara who won their semi-final respectively as well. Yeah, had they had a really good win over a presentation in Athenry, I think presentation it was. Presentation Athenry, Who yes. won it last year, if memory serves me correct. They beat Loretto in the final last year, I think it was. If I am... Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think they beat Loretto in the final last year, so I suppose... Was that not the other way around? No. No, I oh, think the first winner did the first game. No, it went to extra time, didn't it? Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah, and then yeah. So like, I suppose this it's going to be a massive, massive battle for Loretto in this, and you know, facing any team in an order in a final, you know, they're there on merit. They're there because they deserve to be there. But you know what? Come, say at the St. Mara, I think they're going to be coming into this, and after beating Prez, they're going to be very, very confident in themselves going into this. It's, it's by no means an easy, uh, an easy thing to do. And I think they'll be really, really looking forward to this. Obviously, knowing that Loretto have the history behind them, I think all the pressure will be on Loretto going into this final. But you know what? Loretto have, they have such a wealth of experience in that team as well. So it'll be really, really interesting seeing it's going to be a great All-Ireland final. It surely is. That's on in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a second Kilkenny team that was playing in the All-Ireland semi-final as well. In the Senior C semi-final, we had Kalosh de Aunri. Yep. And for anyone that don't know, Kalosh de Aunri is now a combined team of two schools because they they have amalgamated between mm-hmm. St. Bridget's in Callan and the CBS in Callan to form Kalosh de Aon Reed. That yeah. is the name of the new school. And they had a draw and their semi-final in Callan last Saturday against Lauren Hill FCJ of Limerick, if my yeah. memory serves me right. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Really good to see another Kilkenny school competing in the in the championship this uh, in the latter stages of championship this year. They had a really good win. I think was it over Taren Yor in their Leinster final um, only what a week or week or two ago I think it was so yeah really really good to see that and a lot of work being obviously done up in Callan there Noelle O'Driscoll again she's been there I'm just going to say with Brendan 
there's yeah, a regular yeah, yeah, Noel, Noel, is certainly Noel on the there, other yeah. side has been there for so long and I was actually just looking at a couple of pictures of it and they, they've so many people that are involved in, in the in the camogie up there so it's really really good to see and you know what I think it really kind of looks well for camogie in general in Kilkenny when you have your secondary schools competing at really high levels and getting to all Ireland finals and all Ireland semi-finals it's you know it's it's the it's the pinnacle of where they want to be so it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for all the schools It certainly is and talking about post-primary we then obviously move into the college's end of things because mm-hmm. the Ashburn weekend is going to be taking place on this weekend on the 11th on the 12th in the DCU sports campus in Dublin and I am delighted to say that on the telephone I have on hold the chairman of the CCAO and that is Mr Jack Dunphy. Good evening Jack Dunphy, how are you this evening? Not too bad, Martin, yourself? Can't complain at all now, thanks be to God, on this bank holiday show. What else would it be doing only in enjoying a full roundup of a busy weekend of sport? And talking about busy weekends, this coming weekend, as we were saying earlier, is going to be the culmination of all things colleges finals when the Ashburn Cup final weekend takes place. This weekend coming on the 11th of 12th. And you have a new sponsor, Jack, Electric Ireland, which is great, only announced there uh, shortly after Christmas. So you must be delighted with that one, first of all. Yeah, it's it's, it's brilliant, Martin. Um, as we, we can't take too much credit ourselves for it now. Uh, the the sponsorship is, is done centrally up in Crow Park. So, yeah, Electric Ireland are on board with the college Camogie Championships and the, the minor championships as well. So they're... Uh, they just just expanding their their support of the game, which is brilliant. Um, although I suppose we we didn't do much ourselves to get it, but um, a lot of credit has to go to uh, the the previous committees um, the last few years to get the competitions in the the state they're in because you know it's there'd be no competitions to sponsor if it wasn't for them. So um, the the professionalism and everything that they they carried themselves with the last few years really put us in a position to uh, to get the sponsorship in the first place. So yeah, it's br- brilliant to have them. Um, Great coverage online, uh, and as some people know, they do the Fitzgibbon and the Sigerson Cups as well. So they're uh, they're given the exact same the exact same promotion to us as they're given to the Sigerson and the Fitzgibbon, which is which is great to see. Exactly, and as all we want is equality around, and it is great to see that. Am I right and wrong? And correct me if I am wrong. Is this the first time that the CCAO Camogie Finals has actually been sponsored? We uh, we had a sponsor three, before COVID in twenty twenty. I think UPMC were on board um, for the weekend uh, down in down in Waterford that year. Um, so there hasn't been for a year or two now. But um, yeah, it's just it's just brilliant to have brilliant brilliant to have them on board. Um, it's a great help and all the coverage and everything. It's it's been brilliant so far. So look forward to seeing where it goes from here. Jack, you're a Kilkenny man through and through. You are involved in UCD, up in the colleges there as well. And you are now, after being elected before uh, the end of last year, president of the CCAO as well. So give us an insight of what is expected over the weekend that's coming, because obviously games have been played before Christmas. They don't just appear. Colleges are busy getting things done in the background, but you have a, a good committee together. It must be a logistical nightmare uh, to try and sort out the Ashbourne Cup weekend, final weekend. So tell us first of all where it is and give us a bit of insight of what exactly uh, it entails to run the college's finals weekend for the Camogie. Yeah, um, uh, it's up It's up in my own college this year in UCD. Um, so it's good Good to have it back in Dublin. It's been uh, it's been down in water for the last few years and um, it was a great weekend. Both, both the years I was down there anyway, it was very, very well run. Um, 
it's uh, in fairness to UCD they're doing a lot of work themselves they're used to hosting big events um, the women's World Cup the Rugby World Cup was on there a couple of years ago so they're they're more than used to to have an event such like uh, such as this so you know all the all the logistics and everything they've seen it all before so it's kind of we're just ticking boxes really um, in terms of up to now uh, the games like we, we do the draws at the start of the year um, we did we done them up in UCD there back around middle of October I think um, and then the colleges go off and play them themselves really the GDOs are all in charge of the colleges so they they organise their fixtures um home and away the home team takes care of it uh, and then when it comes to semi-final stage and final stage that's where we come into play so um, this weekend we have Friday night we have two finals on we have the Emwailagon Cup and the Division 5 Cup which um, it's it's not announced yet but uh, it, it should be in the next couple of days so I suppose I can tell you it's um, going to be named the Ashling Murphy Cup uh, so that's that's great to, to have that Um to have that named as well that's our, our new competition this year um, we only had four up until now so we have the two of them finals on the Friday and then we have uh, six semi-finals on the Saturday which is uh, the Fadermar uh, which is the third division we have the Purcell Cup and we have the Ashburn Cup uh, which is our premier competition and them semi-finals are on the Saturday and the finals then of the Fadermar Purcell and uh, Ashburn Cups are all on the Sunday then in UCD it's actually great to, to find out that Ashling Maher is being honoured again because I know the Leinster Council have done it with the player of the match this year as well in the club competition. So to have a college's uh, cup named after her is uh, truly amazing and it'll keep Ashling's memory alive as yeah. most of us know. She has been involved in Camogie all of her life before she was so tragically taken away from us last year as well. On the semi-final and the final pairings, uh, Jack, can you give us a, an idea of who's playing in the Omelagon Cup Finals and the new Ashton Mar Cup Final on Friday evening? Yeah, so it's um, the the Omelagon Cup is, the semi-finals are tomorrow, so that's going to be and I'm going to, give me two seconds, I have the laptop open in front of me it's a uh, Galway uh, Galway's second team are playing uh, TU Dublin's second team and UL's third team are playing Setu Waterford or WIT's second team so they're playing um, tomorrow night on Tuesday uh, and then in the uh, with the with the Ashley Murphy then it's going to be um, McGee University from Derry they're going to play Marino in the semi-final tomorrow night and the other semi-final then is Queen's University their second team are taking on Sligo um, up in Sligo so uh, the two of them will be decided tomorrow night um, and then the other semi-finals are all decided on, on Saturday OK, well that's brilliant to know them yeah. details. Uh, obviously the Ashburn Cup, and I know we can't go into it too much at the minute, but uh, there is an appeals process that's ongoing at the minute as well. So I think we do know one pairing for the semi-final, is that correct? Yeah, so uh, UCC, are, UCC are going to be playing either DCU or UL, that's not decided yet. And then in the other semi-final, it's TU Dublin. Um, against uh, Setu Waterford, or as I said before, W. I, I just, I think I'll just call him WIT. It's what most people remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, TU Dublin, which is 
uh, they're formerly DIT they're playing Setu Waterford in the other semi-final yeah all the new abbreviations are getting to me as well trying to figure out who yeah. is who so it does get a bit confusing alright tell me Jack is the format going back to the old way that the semi-finals obviously you said are on the Saturday so all of the colleges are they all going to converge on Dublin and stay put for the weekend as it used to be before Covid times or are they travelling yeah. up separately um, and playing the semi-finals and then coming back on the Sunday like every, everyone's going to do it differently I suppose I, I know well like for example DCU and TU Dublin are obviously going to stay put where they are um, they'll be up here already um, UCC I'd imagine will be up for the whole weekend and then uh, I, I know Waterford are Waterford are coming up on the day and going back on the day so every every college does it differently um, it's from I think if you ask most of the players and, it, and if you if you look at it, you know it's player welfare wise. It's it's not the most perfect situation to be playing two games in two days. But uh, if you ask the players, would they prefer to have the weekend or would they prefer it to be spread out over a few days? You know, ninety percent of them are going to say they'd pick the weekend. So, um, you know, it's 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 a unique, it's a unique competition and a unique uh, culmination to it as well. So. Um, hopefully we'll be keeping that as long as possible It certainly is and I've been involved in every aspect of it between refereeing getting pitches ready the time it was back in Waterford I think around 2011-12-ish as well so it is a fabulous weekend Um, Where do you lie in terms of the split season because we have a lot of counties and clubs that's giving out that obviously the colleges and you have school players etc that the colleges might be able to play that bit earlier, but logistically, yeah. is that possible to do in the split season? Uh, it's it's you're going to, you're going to be affected by the club or the county on either end of it. So at the start of the year, let's say for leagues and that, we'd have had a lot of players um, still playing county finals, um, and even the couple of Thomastown girls, let's say, like they went on to to Leinster. So you're going to miss a few of them. On the flip side of it, if we pushed it out any longer than we have now. Um, we'd be affecting the county and what I would say what we're very grateful for as well is the Camogie Association are excellent in giving us the weekend all to ourselves you know they, um, it's set aside at the start of the year um, and it's we, we give it a, we give a two week kind of we give a two week grace period there as well between the final games and the, the semi-final because we've seen it this year with Frost and everything games getting cancelled so it's it's the best situated. I, I'm happy enough with it, to be honest. Um, and the county managers, I would say as well, are very, very um, accommodating in fairness to them. So uh, even we, we had a situation this year where there, um, one of our players, uh, we had a match on the Tuesday and we just really needed to have them all together. I texted the county manager and he said, not a bother yet, just, uh, just mind them and bring them back in one piece. Um, in fairness, they're very accommodating um, of the of the college competitions, and it's great to see it. It certainly is a is a fantastic uh, weekend. Where can people get details of the weekend? On I'm assuming they're on your social media uh, channels for game times, etc. For the matches that's coming up. Yeah, we'll we'll be posting them up in the next few days. Electric Ireland uh, will have them up as well. So follow the Electric Ireland social media. Follow at Third Level Camogie. Um, with the number three that'll give you all our Facebook Instagram and Twitter as well um, there'll be tickets going on sale uh, it'll be an online ticket sale this year so that's uh, our treasurer is sorting that out at the minute so he tells me anyway um, and that'll all be going up on the social media in the next few days Claire McNamara is our new PRO so she's uh, she's manning the she's manning the, the, the social media accounts and she'll be posting all that in the next few days 
And an important question, obviously, for people that is out on holidays or out foreign at the minute, is the finals or anything going to be streamed again this year? Yeah, so uh, that's uh, one of the big parts of the Electric Ireland sponsorship is that they are uh, they're, they're streaming more of the games. So the two Ashburn semi-finals are going to be streamed uh, and the Ashburn final and the Purcell Cup final as well. So... Um, yeah, will uh, they'll all be streamed whenever they go ahead as well, or whenever the the times are released, you'll see them, and they'll all be streamed by um, Electric Ireland. Cool. Well, that's brilliant to know. Jack Dunphy, president or chairperson now of the yeah. CCAO Colleges. Thank you very much for joining me on full time this evening. Best of luck over the weekend. I know you're going to be a busy man. Um, no doubt it is going to be a fantastic uh, opportunity for people to see all of their county players involved. And we know we have a lot of Kilkenny girls involved oh, yeah. uh, all over the different colleges and over the weekend as well. So the best of luck with everything and hopefully weather and everything goes according to plan and you will have a fantastic tournament. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, that was obviously Jack Kavanagh uh, that was there, and it is not uh, full time. Huh? Jack Dunphy. Jack Dunphy. What a Janie Mac almighty. Uh, I think I got Ashling's name wrong while I was doing it earlier on. Got Jack's name wrong now. And I also said that it was in DCU, but it's not. It's actually in UCD. So I think I'm going to move out of this chair on you and leave you in here for the minute because anything that could be going wrong on me tonight is going wrong. <laughs> I know you'd be alright it's just uh, first day back jitters is all it is Mark is that what they call it is it <laughs> Yeah, it's, right. yeah, just as well you have Lillian by your side. Although she's slow uh, enough with the papers there. If stop. she was handy, if she was doing her job, you wouldn't be making those mistakes. <laughs> I get no paper here at the minute. Right, let's talk to us about the college. Obviously, first things first, it is great that Electric Ireland has come on board. Mm-hmm. The same as the higher education within the GAA to sponsor the CCAO Colleges Games. Um, I know that the Fitzgibbon Cup uh, quarterfinals, I think, is on tomorrow evening uh, or some tomorrow evening and during the week, and they're all being streamed because in Langan is doing some of the commentaries on it great because they're fantastic to watch um, and mm-hmm. that's what you want promotion of the sport but for the, the competition itself great to have a main sponsor like Electric Iron on board Yeah really really good to have um, a business that I suppose is so well known throughout the whole country there and I suppose for them to take up the mantelpiece of being the sponsors for the, the college's events it is it's a really really good thing and it's you know it's going to promote Camogie and going to promote the Fitzgibbon and the Sigerson Cup in a completely different light than what it has been promoted over the last couple of years and you know I think for every competition to have a main sponsor like that I suppose like when you look at the Camogie like we've been very very fortunate over the last couple of years that we've had really good sponsors within like you know Little Woods or very whichever name they want to go by now and then you've obviously had Liberty Insurance and things like that as well so it's been really really good that companies and businesses are really kind of you know taking a stance and, and supporting supporting their games for our young because let's be realistic if they're in college they're still all younger players so it's really good to see them getting behind them and watching their development through the college scene so yeah excellent excellent to see Electric Ireland getting behind the the college's camogie. Right, getting down to the nitty gritty, obviously we can't say too much about the Ashburn weekends because mm-hmm. we don't know who's going to be playing. As I did say to Jack, there is uh, an appeals going at the minute. From what we can gather, the only semi-final that is currently going to be played in that is TUD versus SETU Waterford or the old DIT versus WIT. The new abbreviations are really killing me altogether. But anyway, um, how do you see this one going? Because you're obviously a former Wish, wish uh, girl as well, winning the Ashburn Cup with them as well. Yeah. Um, so 
it's not going to be an easy one but uh, good to see the Waterford girls back there Yeah really good to see Waterford back into the, the mix again and I suppose like you know there's such, such a, a strong history I think we have to remember that they were five in a row champions there at one stage as well and you know they've they really kind of bring a lot of good Camogie players to them like we're very fortunate in WIT that we do have like a lot of Kilkenny girls a lot of Wexford girls a lot of Tipperary girls would certainly travel to play their Camogie down there I think it's great that they got to the semi-final but I think when you're looking at it TUD just seem to be you know they've, they've really upped their game this year they won the Parcel Cup last year and they did it in a great fashion as well and I think that they're probably going to have a little bit too much on WIT in the semi-final but in saying that WIT will be happy that they're in the semi-final and it's you know it's a weekend in Camogie that absolutely anything could happen we've seen it we've had finals and semi-finals played in gale force wins where you didn't know which way the ball was even being hit because it would fly back on top of you you know it's so it's going to be it's going to be all down to the day and I think if WIT can just go out there and just remain very focused for the six minutes that they have to hurt out there like they, I think that they can create a shock here but I do think a lot of people's favourites going into this game this game will be at TUD Dublin Yeah it certainly will we'll, we'll have to wait and see but uh, there is five different divisions within the CCAO um, and they are the Ashburn the Father Mar Cup which is the Division 3 the Umwail Gone Cup uh, the Parcel Cup which is the Division 2 uh, Division 5 is now going to be named after the late Ashling Murphy uh, which is great to obviously see as well so um, that is the Division 5 and as Anya said we have a load of Kilkenny girls that's going to be involved over uh, the weekend as well obviously we can't know who is going to be in the uh, other Ashburn semi-final because that appeal is still going on but we can't predict who's going to be winning them, but it's great uh, that the finals, semi-finals, etc., are going to be on. I thought it would have a full rundown of all of the fixtures mm-hmm. um, that was going to be there, but obviously they haven't been put up on the uh, the social media aspects uh, side of things yet. But um, yeah, Grace that is back in action, Grace that is on, mm-hmm. and we will be reviewing all things Ashburn Cup next Monday as well before we delve into the National League, which, as we said, is going to be starting shortly. Um, so yeah, and you want to say on the colleges front? No, I suppose like we kind of speak about it every year that it's it's definitely the calendar weekend for all colleges. Camogie um, is the Ashburn is the Ashburn Cup, and you know WIT have been very fortunate that they've had it down there the last couple of years, and I suppose bringing it up to UCD this year is certainly going to be new territory for everybody. But you know what, it is it's an excellent opportunity for people to get out. Like the games are going to be on all over Saturday and on Sunday. It's an excellent opportunity for people to go look at these games because you definitely see some leading lights coming through the colleges Camogie that will then be fronting um, when it comes to the inter-county season so if you want to get out and kind of see these girls uh, you know at this stage and then you know watch their development throughout the inter-county season it, it's well worth going to watch because we are going to have an awful lot of girls that are going to be doing jerseys with Kilkenny, Cork, Tipperary, Wexford whatever the case may be you know all those teams are going to be completely packed with inter-county hurlers in it and it's it's um, it's going to be a great occasion the Ashburn is always one of the greatest weekends in the college camogie uh, calendar I think and you know what it's going to be very exciting to see how everybody gets on this weekend It certainly is and we can't wait to see how things unfold over the weekend and to see how many Kilkenny girls are going to come back with medals because DCU 
when it last year yeah. we had plenty of the James Stevens girls um, on that team yeah. and Dixborough as yeah. well so uh, I think a lot we had of over 40 plus um, girls involved from Kilkenny in all the games last year wasn't it I think they did up um, they put up a list of all the counties and all the girls names and Kilkenny I think had the most had the majority of people involved right I think it was one. them yeah, in Dublin yeah. I think because obviously Dublin you know there's so many colleges up in Dublin there obviously would be a lot of them but Kilkenny certainly had a good share of players playing at that weekend so it was great to see It certainly was Leinster Minor Championships is obviously starting uh, on the 12th as well so the A semi-final is taking part on this Sunday at 3pm and that is against Offaly that game is going ahead in Thomastown while the B team is taking part in the Leinster B quarterfinal and that is against Wicklow and that is also in Thomastown at 1 o'clock at the weekend as well so how do you see those uh, two games panning out? Yeah, do you know what? I think it's really good. First of all, that we have two that we have two teams going into at the minor Leinster Championship. I don't believe that we're probably going to have two necessarily in at all Ireland Championship. I would imagine no, it's just going just to be one. the one. Yeah. So it, I suppose it's really good for the management team to maybe see where all of these players are at, and I'm I'm sure that they'll probably be picking their panel then to go on to the All Ireland Series from that stage. I suppose when you're looking at the B semi final and v Wicklow, you would be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a victory over that, um, and then obviously in the A final, then you know. Kilkenny v Offaly Offaly are coming strong especially at underage there but again I think Kilkenny will just have will just have the edge on them there you know these are some really good games that they're getting in before an All-Ireland Championship Series and to have two of them in your own back, back door in Thomastown at 1 and 3pm it's it's certainly worth getting as many Kilkenny people down there to support the girls It certainly is and obviously it's an all-ticket affair as well as most things are these days so mm-hmm. ticket links are available through all of the Kilkenny Camogie uh, social media channels couple of weeks time we are going to be starting in the very Camogie leagues they used to be the Little Woods now they have changed because the very is the new sponsor of them um, and in Division 1 we are going to be starting with an away trip to Clare now originally this was supposed to be down for the 18th of February I hear rumblings that it may be moved to the Sunday as part of a double header with the footballers in Clare potentially um, which would make it an early start um, but yeah like Brian Dowling is back in charge again the players have been away on holidays probably not too much done at the minute so how do you see him using the league this year considering that they are All-Ireland champions now? Yeah, do you know what? I do think that there's definitely like I suppose we've kind of heard rumblings really and nothing concrete. Like we haven't we haven't seen it ourselves, but we definitely have heard rumblings that there is a couple of new players after going in onto the on, into the senior panel there. And I'm sure Brian is certainly going to want to see these girls um, getting a bit of action in the in the league stages. So I think we are going to see quite a new fit Kilkenny team. I think you know maybe that some of the some of the older girls, the more experienced girls, would potentially get a bit of a rest throughout the league campaign and you're right like they probably haven't done as much like they're only back from their holiday a couple of weeks and you know and a well-deserved break that they did need and you know I think they're going to come back with a bit of a different ooze of confidence with them as well coming into this league but I think you know I think for all the Kilkenny girls they're going to understand that this is a start and you know if they can get it if they can grab a jersey and hold on to it in the league they have a huge opportunity of holding on to it in the championship so I think you know it's going to be interesting I would expect to see a lot of 
maybe not so new faces, but I think a lot new a players couple. coming back in. There's a couple of yeah, new faces, new yeah. New faces, but I think that they would have done to Kilkenny Jersey at one stage or another. Maybe younger players that we have seen that we have seen in the past. So it'll be interesting to see how they shape up and how they'll be able to compete against you know the teams, the likes of the Clares and the, the Corks and the Wexfords and these. So it'll be a very interesting league. I think I do think he is going to. I think he's going to give a girls plenty of opportunity to you know put a case towards them that they're good enough to be on that senior panel. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, obviously, one player is returning to the fold. You know a lot about her is Jenny Clifford. Yes. Um, she mm-hmm. was there with the intermediates in 2016. Um, I think Aidan O'Connor has taken a step uh, as well from intermediate yes. level up yeah. uh, with senior. Um, and obviously, then there's a, a couple of new girls that was there with the uh, the minors and that going back with the last couple of years. So we uh, we won't give away too much on that because I just don't want to be giving out names if they're mm-hmm. uh, they're not officially um, gone in there then the intermediates uh, completely new setup yep. this year obviously new management team gone in of Shem Kelly and uh, Tommy Wall there obviously mm-hmm. they were managing DCU last year there's gremlins here because I can hear banging somewhere but anyway um so yeah, good good fit for Kilkenny to have the, them involved this year with the intermediates. Yeah, I think so. I think the lads are going to bring plenty of experience with them as well. They were over DCU last year. They've obviously been involved in Kilkenny under 16 and minor teams throughout the past as well. So they're going to definitely know a lot of the players as well. And I think, you know, with Seamus being involved with the seniors then as well, he's going to be able to keep an eye on the girls that are potentially um, on, on the verge there of, you know, being on the intermediate team and being also on the senior panel. So he'll be able to keep an eye on them as well. You know, they have a tough when I suppose when you kind of look at their look at their um, group stage there, they do have a, a, a tough enough competition. You know they're away, they're home to Galway for their first game on the twenty fifth of February, and that's a double header just yeah. to make people aware. So uh, and it could potentially be in UPMC Northern Park. So great, a uh, good one to start off there. Yeah, and then like you know they have Tipperary, they have Wexford, uh, they have Cork. Um, Cork is their last game. So to be honest with you, they have a tough enough group there. Division two to be has always been very very tough for for any team to come out of but I think I think that's what they need I think this is what the intermediates need there's no point in having like an easy league run and maybe kind of getting a bit too ahead of themselves come championship I think the the tougher the games that they can get in the league because it is quite compact and I suppose it's not like you're, it's not like senior level where you're getting to know players throughout the years and you're, you're developing you can develop a player throughout the years intermediate is very much like you could have a great team this year but next year you could have a lot of them that will potentially go on to the senior team so you're kind of Initially starting starting from scratch every year, so there is a lot to, of new players yeah, in with the intermediates this year. Going to have to do a lot of work very very fast. There's no kind of there's no time wasting really when it comes to intermediate and you know in a way that'll be that's a good thing you know it kind of makes you make a, a decision quite fast and not you know delay the inevitable for some players but yeah I think it's going to be very interesting it's going to be a tough uh, league campaign for them but I think you know that they can they can push on they should be pushing on a lot of these girls I would imagine would have been on that minor team that won the All-Ireland two years ago they would be pushing up to that age bracket here now so there's definitely experience and youth going to be mixed in there as well There certainly is well to give you a rundown of the very Camogie League fixtures in Division 1A as we said Kilkenny will start off their campaign away to Clare on either the 18th or the 19th of February then on the 25th of February we have a double header with Division 1 and Division 2 where we host 
awfully. Uh, and as I said, those games potentially down for UPMC Nolan Park. On the 4th of March, the seniors or the Division 1 team is away to Dublin, while the Division 2 team is away to Tipperary. On the 18th of March, then, Kilkenny will host Cork. However, there is a possibility of that moving as well to the Sunday, potentially, uh, as uh, a double header with the Kilkenny hurling game that could be on that weekend as well. But again, it's only potential. Um, while uh, Wexford will host the Division 2 team, uh, and then on the 25th, Kilkenny uh, at home to Tipperary and at home to Cork in the Division 2. Although I can't understand it, that Kilkenny and Cork are in the same group. It's great Kilkenny and Galway is going to be a double header. I mean, you have Cork. Oh, sorry, I have you off there. Cork is coming to Kilkenny in the 18th for the Division 1, yeah. and they're coming to Kilkenny then on the 25th for the Division 2 game. Would it not have made more sense to put the tube on the very same day as well uh, and have a double header potentially and make life easy for the two counties? Where it is, Cork is now going to have to travel twice. Well, I would have thought so. Um, and I'm sure you would have thought so as well. But unfortunately, we don't have the, the right to decide when the fixtures are. It would have made more sense because you're definitely going to have, I would imagine there's going to be an overlap of players travelling on the, sorry, travelling on the 18th and then travelling again on the 25th, which to me, you know, this bodes down to player welfare as well, having to trek up and down those distances. It, it's it's not easy and it's not easy for any player, but it would certainly have made more sense if both of them were a double header. It would be easier for both management teams as well. Exactly. You know, and it would be better for Kamoki. Have a, you'd have more spectators at games potentially. Yeah. Now we're not going to be bashing anyone uh, early on uh, when it comes to not, fixtures around this way. Not episode one. No, but uh, and this is a, a pet peeve of mine as well. Since Mary McAleese has been brought in to chair the integration or whatever they're calling that group now at the minute um, to try and bring the three associations together and it is great don't get me wrong Mary McAleese is a fine woman brilliant uh, and I have no doubt she will do brilliant work with it it needs to be done however everybody is talking about inclusivity and equality and the whole lot the hurling in the camogie end of things seem to work a small little bit better I mean we even have potentially a hurl or a camogie game in front of a football game because the same county is hosting yep. the two teams so you have a camogie and the football etc makes sense mm-hmm. the ladies football over the weekend had several matches on like I watched Meath and Galway in the ladies football game today this afternoon mm-hmm. Meath was playing in the very same venue yesterday against Galway yeah in the been, football yeah. sorry no it wasn't again with Galway no Meath was at home in their game uh, in Port Talton yesterday in their football game I mean the ladies football is all our champions yeah. I mean why can't counties come together make life easy on people who might want to actually go and see the football game and go watch the ladies football game plus the fact you're getting more people in to support the female sports as well yeah no, you're, you're and yet right. counties and one county in particular and I'm not going to mention the county but they point blank refused to put the ladies football game on before one of their football games and it wasn't Meath by the way just to be clear on that but there was a county the GEA board said no and what was their thought process in that like why did they give Don't a know. reason or nope. an explanation or 
So they didn't get Okay No Yeah I don't know I just think it's crazy I just think Do you know what I think A lot of the problem is There's just certain people Throughout society That just don't want to That are afraid That nearly by joining Everything together That it's going to take away From and let's be realistic, it's probably going to take away more from the, ma- the, male, the male sports than it is from the female sports. Or they don't think that the women, you know, deserve to have the same rights or the same, same level of um, support from, um, from everybody. I think, you know, I think it's silly. I think, and I think the way GA has gone and GA and Camogie and everything that has gone through these days, there's an awful lot of, there's an awful lot of people families are more connected in a lot more sports and you could have brothers and sisters on hurling teams on football teams on camogie teams and I'm sure for families they're being pulled and dragged every which way forward and you know you know, it would make life a lot more easier it would promote the sport in the county as a whole and it would really kind of make everyone more united in its front I think you know it's very very silly but again like we're probably going to say this again further down the law, further down the line. We could be talking about this in ten years' time, and I, I still don't, I still don't think things. But there has to be forward thinking. Like there I mean, some county boards are brilliant, and they work with one another. And you know, if there's matches on, they would do everything in their power to put double headers on, mm-hmm. etc. Like there was a huge crowd in Port Alton today for the ladies' football game. Yeah, you know, they're all Ireland champions. Kilkenny is the very same. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a potential that we could have a double header with one of the hurling games in UPMC in Orland Park this year. Fantastic. It's mm-hmm. great for the sport. But unless people are going to start coming together and talking, Mary McAleese might as well be hopping her head against the wall because the idea of inclusivity or inclusion is still going to make no difference mm-hmm. if there's no will or there's no appetite within certain cohorts of the Gaelic family world that do not want the female sport on before their male counterparts. Yeah, like and we and like I've said this last year as well. You'd swear that we, that the women were going to go out and absolutely take off every sod of grass off the ground. Like, and you know, to me, that's what it, to me that's what it's like. It's like what what harm are they doing? Like, there's absolutely no harm. You're promoting the sport in a really positive light because, like, you're giving that you're giving the girls an opportunity to go in and play. And like, let's be honest, to go in and play in front of a crowd that's going to be a lot more than what they would normally have to pray yeah. in front of and it's helping to promote the game and it's bringing up the level that women are equal to men that they train just and like I'm sick and tired of spouting the same thing like and I feel like I'm on repeat like the women train just as hard and just as many times a week as the men they give up all the sacrifices that the men have to give up you know they're they're in they're not just training with their team three four nights a week it's what they do on the outside then as well they're probably in the gym five nights a week they're doing their running they're watching their diet they're giving up their whole social life you know there's there's things that they don't get to go to because all their other friends get to go to but yet God forbid that they go into a field before a match they might throw over a sod and it's completely wrong and you'll have to have the old lads go out there with their forks to try and fix up the ground I just I don't get it I really don't get it it frustrates me we spoke about this last year and we the year did. before and still nothing has changed and it's, I guarantee and, and you know something going, yeah. we, 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 we're going to get into debates and arguments about this and I'm going to get killed for what I'm going to say next but there is a lot of the female sports that's actually more enjoyable to watch yeah. at the minute I watched a football game yesterday and to use Pat Spillane's phrase it was puke Mm-hmm. literally you could not watch it it was a cross between a rugby match with lads tackling one another and a basketball game 
there was very few kick passes in it. The ladies' football game today, while it might have been low scoring, was more enjoyable and entertaining because there was lots of play in it. There's more skill. I think there's more skill even in some of the camogie matches now yeah. because the hurlers are only getting the ball, belting it as hard as they can, putting it over the bar and two or three players might touch it in a... a, a for a phase as we call yeah. it to use a rugby term whereas you could have five or six camogie players all in the one go using it more team play the colleges games yeah. have been fantastic some of the football in the colleges games were enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. last week because as we say Electric Ireland is now streaming them as well the very same with the camogie games so why is it that we cannot have some of the people at the high level putting all of the players together putting them out putting them on display, put the games on, get the crowds in. It it just frustrates me so much, so too. And I mean, we were on about, and I've heard Larry McCarthy and I read Tom Ryan's report in the GAA as well. And I know I'm going off track here a little bit as well, but it's all to do with the same thing because you can have things on paper. Tom Ryan put down on his report last weekend that if people wanted to go and abuse referees, they should stay at home. Mm-hmm. Don't go to matches. I was watching a hurling game at the weekend where one of the senior intercounty managers berated a linesman for doing his job, followed him down the sideline. There was nearly foam coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Where, I, I mean, where is all of this going to stop? I mean, if they have seen this on television, if lads are watching this on television, if young lads are in the stand and they are watching individuals doing this, you can have all the initiatives you want. You can have all the pieces of paper that you want but that they're not being dealt with they're getting away with things and as we said when it came to abuse last year in all the podcasts that we've done mm-hmm. we'll be talking about it again this year and here we are at the start of the year going on about the Get Respect Give Respect campaign that's not been followed through I know Larry McCarthy has been preaching it because it was at an event that he was at recently and he said the very same thing Tom Ryan is telling people to stay away out of the grounds if they want to abuse the referees mm-hmm. and here's a senior inter-county manager and roaring shouting in their ear right beside him like and you know, where does it all stop? Yeah, but what kind of, like, what's going to happen? Like, what repercussions are going to be put forward for him? Like, this is the problem. Like, to no, me, whatsoever, because the yeah. referee didn't even deal with him on the day. I mean, the royal, the linesman just kind of brushed him aside and told yeah. him to go way out of it and, and off with it. But, I mean, that's giving the wrong impression yeah. out. And, I mean, Tom Ryan and Larry McCarthy and Hilda Breslin and all of the people involved in the Camogie, the GAA, the LGFA can all spout the very same thing about respect for referees. Mm-hmm. But if it's not put into practice, everyone, including us here talking about this, are going to be talking about it again next year, yeah. hopping our heads off the wall and nothing is going to change. No, and I think, do you know what a lot of the problem is? I think there's probably too many cooks in the kitchen as well. I think that there's probably too many people, you know, from the GA side of things, from the ladies' Gaelic football side of things, from the camogie side of things, they need to just form one very small knit community or one very small knit committee and let them all. But those people that are formed on that committee have to have the same respect for the other two codes as they do for their own code. And I think that's where it is. There's too many. There's too many people having their say and having their opinions heard, and it just we're getting nowhere. There's no answers being. There's no resolutions coming from it. 
there's just way too many people that kind of have you know their hands dipped in everything and I think people just need to really take a, take a step back from it I think a really small community who want what's best for all three codes needs to be formed to come together and to actually work closely with each other work closely with all three codes together and maybe come up with a resolution on how we can promote not just Camogie not just Ireland but ladies Gaelic football as well put all three of them together we, before the start of the year, which we all had to do at the minute, um, you're now involved in training the under-13 hurlers out in Tullerone. So, mm-hmm. as a coach, you have to have all your coaching qualifications together. You have to have your guard of vetting. You have to have your safeguarding one done. You have to have your foundation or whatever they're calling it mm-hmm. now at this stage done before you can go near a pitch. Yeah. A manager or a coach can just go out with having a piece of paper and going out and berating match officials the whole time I have to go and do an in-service for the referees we have to pass a rules test I had to pass the Camogie assessor's rule test last uh, two weeks ago as well to go and do a job of going and helping out the referees when it comes to the matches mm-hmm. why not then because it's all done online through the GEA e-portal system why then if you have a manager, including all of the intercounty managers, I have to say this, and I've been saying this for a long time, they should be made log in and do the referee's rules test before they are allowed out onto a pitch and before they start spouting as a match official about a decision that they got wrong because they haven't passed no referee's rules test. But I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that has to go, it's the type of person as well that they are. Um and I'm not, obviously I'm not standing up for no, any of the that, yeah. that's been given at all. But I think some people just think that they have a divine right to, you know, say what they want and do what they want. And whether or not it's part of the rules, they're going to make it part of the rules and they're well able to follow certain rules. But they, there's other rules that they have no problem breaking. And I think it, it comes down to the person themselves. I, I think it's a, it's a personal thing. I don't, I like personally, Martin, I get what you're saying that they should have to go through, every manager should have to go through the, the referee's rules and assessments and have to pass that. But I, know, I honestly I think I know it mightn't solve the problem. It, yeah, it might help. But there but has to be there has to be consequences for actions. That's it. Though, there too has to be consequences, and there's no consequences no. for actions the at the minute. Yeah. And like Martin is dead right. Anyone looking at that intercounty manager over the weekend will think. No, no, Totten just won because it also happened in a second match that I was watching as well. So it wasn't just the one that we're both thinking of. Anyone that was out abusing a referee over the weekend needs to take a good long look at themselves because if you're a manager on a line, as far as I'm concerned, you're a role model for Mm -hmm. anyone in a stand or on a sideline or even whoever you're coaching on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And the onus is on you. And while I'm not a believer in a piece of paper making you a good manager, I do agree that they should all have at least the minimum basic of everything. Mm -hmm. But like... You're vetted and you're safeguarded. It's very clear in the um, in the safeguarding manual and in any safeguarding course I've ever given that abuse is of any shape, way or form is not. Yeah, it's not see, that, that's OK, but that's underage level. I mean, there's, there's no manager have to go out of an adult team and do a safeguarding course because there's no kids potentially on an adult team that they're all over 18. So there's nothing to say that they have to go and do a course to be told, but you can't abuse an official because a lot of them have played. It's back in the day where you could roar and shout abuse as an official and they'd just run away and take it. But times are different. Times, times have, have changed. changed. And lads need to come out of the cave because, do you know, it's... And, 
regardless of whether it's an adult team they're managing Martin they're still role models for the youngsters that are watching the matches and they're still showing bad example and they'd be the first people to come along and say of somebody else that they were given bad example like when was the last time anybody has ever been penalised or faced the consequences for abusing a referee I can't honestly answer that question. Well, as inter-county level, I can't honestly yeah. answer the question. Don't know anything uh, about the club end of things either because unless you were involved in a game mm-hmm. that you sent in a report about someone, you're not really told the extent yeah, of the how extent. things are and, going. And, that, and that's the problem. So like, I can go out, I can go out in the field tomorrow more, I can go out to the field tomorrow and I see Lillian is after abusing you after refereeing a match last weekend and she's after abusing the living daylights out of you and absolutely nothing is after happening to Lillian and then you're refereeing a match that I'm involved in well if Lillian can get away with it and I don't agree with you after saying that one of my lads is after over carrying a ball and even though he did and I'm adamant he didn't I'm going to I can abuse you because well sure Lillian got away with it I'm getting away with it nothing is being done and this is the problem but even if something is done on you nobody knows about it no, because but, it, but it needs, but it to, needs be to be made public. known yeah like you have to sometimes in life you have to set an example and mm. like literally you need to whether 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 it's nice or not, it has to be done. You have to set examples like that these are like this is what is accepted. These are you know the rules and the regulations. We're not going to tolerate abuse being directed at players, managers, you know, referees, any officials, anything like that. Something has to be done. We have to we have to make somebody. We have to literally see the repercussions from somebody. At some but stage. all of the clubs would know if they had a member who was reprimanded for abusing uh, a referee or abusing anybody. Mm. All of the clubs would would be notified of that. So it's up to the clubs to start taking a stand and saying, no, you're not, you can't represent our club with behaviour like that. But then on the other side of that, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So say, for example, like I'm in my club here and Mary down the road, she's not a member of the club, but she's from the parish of the club. If she's not a paid member, I have no right to turn around to Mary and go, Mary, you can't act no, like that. No, that's a bit of an anomaly. Do you know? If they're it, it is within the GEA. The, the, the GEA yeah. and the Camogie are different. The mm. GEA has no rule regarding non-members about okay. abuse. And so if you know who they are even, or if you don't know who they are and you report them, well, technically you're right. I mean, there's nothing you can really do with non-members, mm-hmm. etc. Um Camogie, there is a, a specific rule in the yeah. rule book that the club is responsible for all persons representing the club. So even if someone turns up to a Tullerone game that you know is not a member and they're wearing a Tullerone jacket and I'm refereeing the game and I report that there was a supporter or whatever that gave me untold dogs abuse. Now I'm only using Tullerone by the yeah, way yeah, because yeah. you're here sitting yeah, in front of me, right? Yeah, yeah. I could use Steve Rue if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Tullerone is abusing people now, so, you know. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong on that. Well, actually, Um, Martin, that's the same. That's part of the code. But it's different. You know, why the two organisations are the same, but I I agree with Anya. It's so hard Mm. to go and tell a person. Like, I mean, you were at a, a game last year. And it was a schools game, and you saw a particular individual who was who was maybe, a juvenile, maybe underage, right? That was roaring, shouting, abuse oh, at not scandalous. only referees but players. I mean, if you went down and told that person, "Look, cop on to yourself. You're not able to do that. You're going to be told where to go yeah. fairly quickly with very colourful language." Yeah, I wouldn't mind the colourful language, but this fellow was so wound up that it's belt across the jaw. I could have gone. <laughs> 
And that's I like that's how bad it was. But I mean, people just need. I think people just need to cop on because yeah. Grow I up. for what grow up. Yeah. Anyway, now you have me gone off on a rantan on that one, and I didn't mean to do that, and especially the first went from one. But Ashburn Camogie to this. Back to our, our that's our staple abuse of individuals. But yeah. it, like, it's not just referees; it's everybody at the mm-hmm. minute. Some people seem to think they have an entitlement to shout and ball at anybody who passes by yeah. them and and sure, ask them to lately. move on. Yeah. At a game as a county board official. Yeah. I've and had I've had an instant lately. Like and I'll say it again, and I said it last year. We will be here in twelve months' yeah, time, yeah. and there will be no resolution. But and we're not we're not even twelve months' time yeah. gone. Like and we're know, back here it, in twenty twenty three. Nothing has changed. But on, until and unless there are consequences for yeah. actions, it's not going to happen yeah. either. Oh no, there's not. Definitely not. Anyway, how do you see Kilkenny going in the getting back to the original uh, part of this debate? How do you see Kilkenny going in the the league both at the Division One and the and Division Two this year? No, I won't. Do you know what? I think the Division Two, and I've said it already. I think the Division Two is going to be quite difficult for um, the intermediate team, and I would be lying if I said it wasn't. But I think it's very good that they do have a, a very tough group because, as I mentioned already, you have a very limited time when it comes to working with the intermediates because. You you know, if any of them are performing well, they could potentially be brought up onto the senior ranks, if not for the championship this year, but definitely for next year. So you literally are working with potentially a one te- a one team year. Um, I think that there will be a lot of very much eager girls, especially with the success that the seniors have had over the last couple of years. I think that there will be an awful lot of very eager players at the intermediate level trying to push themselves. So I think that it will be a tough task for them, but. I would be expecting them certainly to come out of the to come out of the group stages. I think for the seniors, I think we're going to see an awful lot of new players coming through the mix. Um, and you know what? I would be expecting I would be expecting Kilkenny to go full steam ahead to kind of get back their uh, league title, especially within the manner that it was kind of nearly taken off them last year. And the fact that they had they hadn't lost a game, drew to Cork, and they were knocked out and scored difference. I think that they're going to kind of want to get one up on that. And the fact that they are all Ireland champions, you do want to be kind of setting down a marker for the rest of the counties for the years. So I would be expecting good team, good things for both teams, but I do think the intermediates certainly have the tougher, the tougher draw this year. Good insight there. Well, we look forward to the um, the games with the Division One and the Division Two National League, and of course, we will be bringing you all the updates as well from the minor All Ireland competitions. That's going to be starting shortly. Everything is all coming on top of us. It's going to be helter skelter right up until the very end of time, where we will see the club championships starting again, and hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed, it's going to be a big, 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 big year for the Come On Kind team of the year as well. But you're smiling at me and I'm completely oblivious. Has something happened? Is something going on? Um, I definitely yes. feel like I've left out here. Yes and no. Right, okay. Uh, to be cryptic with it, there is negotiations ongoing. As we said, our main aim yep. when we done the, the Come On Kind team of the year last year in uh, Dixborough was we wanted a big, huge gala yes. event, black toy event that we could bring all of the players together and really promote the the player, the club player, and give them the night out that they deserve. Yeah. Well, when we finished that, <laughs> we put plans in motion and went about things. Of course, you did. You planted a seed. <laughs> we planted more than one seed. I can tell you, there was several seeds that was planted, and those seeds have started to sprout. 
Great. Ever so slightly. Very good. So we are warming them and feeding them and watering them. <laughs> giving them enough light. And giving them enough time and space at the minute to hopefully a nice big flowering blossom is going to come out of all of this uh, that we will be able to have our black tie event. But look, as we said, it's still in early days. Mm -hmm. We do know that the hotel is booked. uh, The date is booked. Uh, if this do come to fruition because obviously you can't have somewhere last minute so we don't just hang around on our laurels when we say we're going to do something we do it right and yeah it's it's go- it's going well now the plans are going well I have to say like Bonnie and Clyde are after taking over the studio here we're like the mafia We I think we're nearly better than the mafia than at this stage but anyway, yes, so pl- big, big plans are um, afoot and, and we well did say it. So, for the club players. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we will fill you in now as soon as we're off air we'll and give you all of the details because we're not going to do it live on air no. to, um, yep. Yeah. So anyway, that is it from a very, I would say, entertaining maybe uh, first game. Um, yep. So uh, first game says I, first podcast. God, I, I'm, yeah, it's out of practice, right? We need to get back into this. So we will be back here again uh, every week. The podcast will go out as usual on the Tuesday. So wherever you get your podcasts from, please, please, please don't forget to have a listen. And thank you to everybody who did listen last year. The amount of uh, downloads that we got um, has blown us out of the water. Yeah. Uh, we we really are mind boggled of how things are going. Um, and hopefully that we can get a few predictions right, that we can go well in the National League, we can go well with the 16s, the minors, etc. And that we're going to have a very successful championship later on, as we said, all culminating in a huge big black toy affair that we can all come and enjoy what has been a fantastic year. But from ourselves here in the KCLR studio for season four and episode number one, it is great to be back. Great to have Anya back. And until next week, have a good week. Thank you. Bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Come on!